Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the Good News episodes. I'm your host, Tom Fold. In these episodes, we will speak with people who are helpers, who are positive, compassionate, and who bring a bit of good news into our lives in these stressful times. Listen with an open heart to those who are offering their hearts and talents to all of us. It is our wish that each of these episodes will bring a smile to your face and hope to your heart. And today, to help me do that, we have a wonderful guest, Robert Koch, who is executive producer of Sunday Supper with Vito. He's also produced, executive produced when comedy went to school. But we're talking today about the Sunday with Supper with Vito show. Welcome, Bob. Tom, thanks so much for having me on the program. Well, I'm happy to have you here. This fascinates me, what you're doing. Tell us what the show Sunday Supper is about how you came to do it, and what you're hoping to accomplish with it. Well, I had developed a character some years ago, um, uh, appropriately named Vito the Guido. And I was a call-in character on uh, uh, WRXP in Manhattan and also on G-Rock Radio. And we would go back and forth, uh, uh, you know, on a comedy routine based on what um, the DJ was putting out there at the time. And I decided, and I did that for a number of years and uh, did some stand-up comedy uh, through that character, Vito. And then with everything that was going on uh, in today's world, all the divisiveness, all the craziness, uh, I decided to turn this project into its own radio show called Sunday Supper with Vito. And there's many spokes in the wheel with this project, meaning it is about a group of um, wannabe gangsters. uh, And they are all trying to get into their respective gang. Vito's trying to get into the mafia. Some of the Hispanic guys are trying to get into their gangs. And and we've got uh, uh, Jamaicans, people from the Middle East, East, from all walks of life. What they do is they gather in a fictional restaurant called Great Balls of Fire, which is in Newark, New Jersey. Um, And they have sit-downs every day to try to discuss and engage with each other on how to make money to pay tribute to their prospective um, mob bosses so they can get into the gang. But none of them are what um, uh, organized crime really want. And the antics that they go through trying to get money together and trying to get into the gang is absolutely hysterical. And during the episode, uh, we, we feature a dish. Uh, on the episode, it was, um, it was a sandwich called the Uncle Bernie and Ugly Chicken. Now, directly at the 30 radio show, we have a follow-up called Counterintelligence. It has nothing to do with spying, but everything that you can make on the kitchen counter. So we show folks how to make the dish, prepare it, assemble it, and it's uh, it, it, we're having a blast with it. But the real focal point here, Tom, is I'm channeling my inner Norman Lear. People who sit at that table at the fictional restaurant are from all walks of life. And 
with all the divisiveness, the hate, the, 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 the crazy rhetoric that's going on, instead of trying to pull someone over and adopt your beliefs or your views, which is not really successful, we're doing it through laughter, laughing at ourselves, having some fun. If you can't sit down, have a meal and a laugh with somebody, then, you know, the things are, uh, in my, in my eyes, th things, things are going to get tougher. And, and like I said, I think it's much easier for us to get along by looking at ourselves and having a little bit of a chuckle. Well, that chuckles are always necessary. We don't have enough chuckles in this world today. <clears throat> so how are you going to chuckle with Vito? I mean, what, what, give us an example of what one might chuckle at. Okay. On, in episode two, Vito is sitting down with the boys, and um, he says to the table, you know, what would be a really good idea is if we could get on Beat Bobby Flay. Now, we all know that Beat Bobby Flay is a television show and you have to beat him. Well, some of the participants in the meeting get this crazy idea. OK, we're going to find Bobby Flay and they find him in West Caldwell, New Jersey. Bobby F-L-E-I-G-H. They go to his house. They kidnap him, throw a bag over his head and they beat the living snot out of him throw him in the trunk and bring him to the restaurant. And Vito says, wait a minute, Beat Bobby Flay is a contest where you have to cook something better than him. And it's these types of spins and scenarios that are, uh, and, and, and I don't know if I mentioned, but the radio show is a throwback to, uh, I'm on WOR in uh, New York City and uh, up on the pulse of New Hampshire in the New England states. And what I've done, uh, WOR is having their 100 year anniversary. So I did a throwback radio show with sound effects and music and laugh tracks. And it's, um, uh, it's going over very well. So that's, I mean, that's just one of the, uh, the highlights. That, that show got a really good review. Well, now, <clears throat> what I think you were saying is that after the actual comedy show part is over, you actually have a recipe? Are you having a cooking event where you try to beat Bobby Flay or you make a dish that maybe could beat Bobby Flay? <laughs> that, you know what, I would love to do that at one point, but no, directly after the um, radio show is over, we, you can go on our uh, YouTube channel or off of the web, website, sundaysupperwithvito.com and watch uh, myself. And we usually have some sponsor participation uh, involved where we'll make the dish that's featured in the show. And the dish that was featured in the Bobby Flay show was shrimp scampi. Uh, I had a psychic medium, a Russian psychic medium, uh, trying to guess lottery numbers for Vito uh, during the episode. And the woman who played the part, uh, Denise Marie, is an actual psychic medium. So I had her on, we prepared the shrimp scampi together, and she talked about how she reaches people on the other side. Uh, so it's it's a it's a full circle type of uh, project. Well, it sounds very interesting. What do you hope that people might get from this programming? Well, number one, to laugh, 
to have have a full belly, um, you know, maybe uh, because you can order a dish while the program's on. We have an e-commerce partner uh, by the name of localway.io, and you can order. I have a line of sauces. I have uh, the, the meal that we make. You can order and have delivered fresh during the uh, the TV program yeah. if you're the New York City area. And what I'm really trying to achieve here is to, you know, have people just take a look at what we're going through in our daily lives. And if you don't like a particular group, you don't, you know, that people have these slanted opinions these days and they're not, they're not scared to vocalize them. And a lot of times it hurts others or others become targets of violence and things like that. So what we're trying to do is have everybody really just sit back, take a look and just get along. Well, that would be a change, wouldn't it? It certainly would. <laughs> it would be a, a delightful change. I was just thinking that one of the shows must have something to do with Asians because of so much that's been going on attacking Asian populations. Oh, we've got, well, we're, we're in the process of um, uh, developing the show into a television series. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, in fact, it's funny that you mentioned that because we have a show that's coming up. It's going to be dedicated to dumplings and, uh, you know, which is huge in Asian cuisine. And we will be touching on, uh, you know, the hate that has been directed toward the Asian population here, especially in the tri-state area. Well, when you say this, I'm still trying to, because I haven't unfortunately seen the show. I would love to have done that if, before talking to you. But how will I get it when I pay attention to the show, on the show, any one of them, the ones you've episodes you've done, how will I get the point that yeah, this is humorous, but what's the point beyond it? Well, I think it's not, you know what, it's not so much of a, uh, uh, a research type of uh, agenda. You want to watch and laugh. And I, uh, like we have um, a character on called the Turk and uh, the Turk is from the Middle East. And he, he comes up with these very funny lines about, you know, we, we, uh, 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 Vito's Uncle Carmine did a remake of the, uh, the movie Home Alone. And uh, the Turk uh, thought that the parents should be waterboarded for leaving the child home. And <laughs> it's a funny way to look at ourselves and others. And you know what? You get a laugh out of something. It really, really takes the pressure off of feeling, you know, why, why, why do I hate somebody? Why do I disagree? Why do I? Hopefully it's opening up questions in people's own minds after they can really sit back, look at this and say, you know what, my neighbor, although he's from the Middle East or if he's black or if he's white, you know, uh, maybe it's time to invite him over for a burger. Yes. That, well, bringing food to bear, food to, to bring to the other side and the other side comes and eats with you. That's that's actually through history. That's been a, a way of bringing people together, eating. Yep, very definitely. So that's this is very positive work. But how did you come to to this? Um, how did you and your life come to this place? Well, I unfortunately was uh, arrested in 2013 and charged with theft of immovable property. Um, I was found guilty at trial 
uh, of a number of the counts that were uh, charged by the state of New Jersey. And uh, I was sent, uh, sentenced to 20 years in prison. I ended up at Northern State Prison in Newark, which is a maximum security facility. And as I, uh, when I was transported there, I was in reception and the prison guard uh, who was doing my paperwork made me Jewish. Now I'm Irish, Italian, Catholic. And because of the spelling of my last name, I guess he just figured it was easier to do this. Um, when I got into general population, the chaplain had come by and uh, when you're in prison, you're in a cell, you have a food port. The chaplain opened the food port and he handed me a yarmulke. And I said, what am I going to do with this? He said, you're a Jew. I looked at him. I said, I am. He said, and by the way, would you like a kosher meal? I said, oh, yeah, I'm a Jew. Definitely. Uh, because the food they serve you there is nothing but slop. So getting a kosher meal was a leg up. But I experienced some horrible prejudice while I was in jail and people thought that I was a Jew. Uh, because I had some uh, expertise in the law by representing myself at trial, the, um, they gave me a job at the law library where I defended inmates who were uh, charged with violating uh, prison policy and, you know, anything from either walking on the grass to killing your cellmate. And that's a wide extreme there from grass uh, to killing. Strange, Tom. And, and uh, so that said, I, I was, I, I got very good at defending these guys at these disciplinary hearings. And I was defending, you know, black Muslims, uh, white supremacists, you, you uh, transgender individuals. So, through all this, um, one day I asked, I, I had gotten this white supremacist uh, cleared of some charges. And I asked him, I said, why do you hate Jews? And he said, oh, well, it's a long story. I said, well, we got nothing but time. He couldn't come up with anything that really, you know, when you ask the question why, it engages deductive reasoning. And you have to think about something. He couldn't think of any real reason. So long story short, I was able to turn around quite a bit of the prejudice that, that I experienced as a, uh, as a Jew, even though I wasn't. And we would, uh, we would end up eating together, we would talk, and there really is a way for us all to get together. And I believe that I was able to effectuate that in probably one of the most dangerous places you can imagine. And that's what I, uh, since uh, my case was overturned, the charges were thrown out. And I, uh, this is, I've made this part of uh, my life. Uh, it's, I, I tell you, I'm scared to death. I'm six, I'm going to be 66 in a couple of months. Been through, you know, the whole Kent State, Vietnam, the, the race riots in 68. I mean, I could go on and on, but it just, it's, it's, it's easier to get together through food, through laughter, through a couple of jokes. And I believe what I'm doing can help us all get along. Well, that's very important. We go back, though, a little bit to your time in prison in terms of what you were talking about. How did you come? How did it affect you to be defending people who, you know, given another situation, you might not want to even be near 
mm -hmm. uh, for their reputation. How did you come out feeling differently, or did you, about people? Well, for starters, Tom, you, you, you like you just said, you don't even want to be near. You don't have any choice. True. When you're, when you're in a cell, you're behind razor ribbon, walls, gun turrets. Uh, there's no place to go. So you don't have a choice. You're either going to get along or you're going to end up killing each other. Killing someone was not really on my agenda, and I, I'd rather not. Uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it's just like I said, I found myself in a situation where I was very fortunate because I could read, I could write. Many guys who are in there cannot. So showing somebody a helping hand in any sense goes a long way. And right. once again, you have to do it right. You can't go in and, you know, like you see on TV, on social media, telling someone they're wrong, telling, telling that person I'm right. It's not all about that. There's other things to confront or address before you get into wrong and right in any situation. So it was either use my wit and, you know, love of my fellow man to cross over to some of these people who I was, Tom, I was locked up with straight up killers. Uh, I, you know, it, there was nobody there for shoplifting. Let's put it that way. And because of the length of my sentence, I got classified into or lumped together with those. Most of the guys were doing life sentences. Wow. So it was a tough environment. It was a really tough, tough environment. But, but you sound like you came at, at it even though maybe some of it was from angst, being anxious, but you came at it from love. <clears throat> you yourself have a loving spirit. Um, any reason why? How would you attribute yourself to, like, you are a caring person. You want to help people. You want people to be together instead of apart. How did you come to that? I, I think that's always been in me. I'm a uh, huge fan of Jesus Christ the Torah, uh, Buddha, and Muhammad. But in a vein that, you know, that, that really, really hit me hard in speaking to these other groups, um, there is love, there is caring, there is something in all of us that bears responsibility to another human being. So I could have gone into, you know, a controlled environment. Hey, I'm a tough guy. Let's start uh, taking names and, 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 you know, uh, beating people up. I was not, that's not me. I mean, I've, I've had fights in a defensive posture, but uh, I'm the guy who would rather get along and uh, prosper, whether it's emotionally, financially, whatever it is instead of getting down and dirty. Well, that's, that is more desirable from most people's point of view. Uh, what do you hope this show that you're doing will lead you to? Well, I hope it's going to be uh, a success in many ways. I mean, of course, I would love, uh, love to have great ratings and love to sell a lot of sauce and things like that. But 
I really believe if you go back to the days of All in the Family, the Jeffersons, all of those shows, we had demonstrably lower rates of racial violence in this country. And I would love to see that come back to, to you know, no, our, our civil rights, our constitutional right, our, our society is way precious to throw it all away. And, and like I said, it's, it's, we're at a point where people have their heels dug in. They, and it's all in a belief system. It's, you know, the, these, these people are very clever who, who spew hate and deliberate misrepresentation um, and create these false narratives. There's no need for it. There's just, it, it accomplishes nothing. So I want to accomplish something by getting us all together and just taking a deep breath and making this place that we live in safer for our children, safer for ourselves, make sure we have enough to eat. I mean, today it's raining. That's, you know, we had plenty of sunny days. We all like a sunny day, but we need the rain. So there's a phrase in a, a song recorded in 1921. I forget the artist right now, but she says, if you want the rainbow, you must have the rain. So it's been raining long enough. It's time for all of us to kick back and have a piece of lasagna and, uh, and get along. Well, so you're going to, I don't mean to be flip, but save the world through food. Uh, yeah. Why not? Why exactly. Not? Yes. And what would you, any other ideas? I mean, you have some fascinating ideas. You've already done some. Any other ideas that you have that you want to bring to the world? Uh, you know what? I, this is uh, this is pretty much a full plate for me. No pun intended. Food, of course. <laughs> but no, I, I think this this is not something that's going to happen overnight. And I think it's going to end up being a let's say line of work for me for the next few years coming. So we'll see. You know, it brings to mind a question I've always had. I don't know why. Well, you see the line executive producer on mm -hmm. it was a film or a television show. What does an executive producer do? The executive producer is responsible for um, just about all the nuts and bolts of any production and, and staying with Sunday Supper with Vito. Uh, in my capacity as executive producer, uh, I'm the chief cook and bottle washer because I write the program. I create the sound effects or get the sound effects, but I'm responsible for getting the whole show wrapped up as the executive producer and getting it to the station ready for broadcast. That is my job. That's a heck of a job. It's time consuming. What about the job of the food? I mean, you're talking about preparing dishes too. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, I, I am, like I said, chief cook and bottle washer. Not a lot of bottles to wash because there's a lot in plastic now. But uh, yeah, if you you tune into uh, counterintelligence, I'm right at the stove. I mean, we've made everything from calzones to sandwiches, shrimp scampi, appetizers, sliders, you name it. And uh, we're yeah, I, I I do I love to cook. I absolutely love to cook, and I love to eat. Uh, I should kind of back away from the eating a little bit, but you know. Cook more, eat less. I know. I know the thing. I'm the cook in the house, and I tend to eat it a okay. little more than I should. Also, 
But uh, that's fascinating. I mean, have, have you always cooked? Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my mom, uh, we come from a family of six kids and my mom was she was a fantastic cook. Uh, and, you know, coming home from school, she would have a cake for us. There would be something. So it was always and, and we were the type of family where everything happened in the kitchen. You know, whether it was Thanksgiving or the holidays, everybody congregated in the kitchen and and there was always, always food. There was always discussion. And um, I think that's where I, I found my love for uh, for cooking. Sounds wonderful. Sounds, sound, I'd like to be in your kitchen. Oh, I would love to have you, Tom. <laughs> well, I think this has just been grand. If people want to get in touch with you and find out more, about mm -hmm. what you have been doing and what you're planning to do. What's the best way for them to reach you? They can reach me at sundaysupperwithveto.com. Uh, they can email me at r, as in Robert, 2892k, as in kite, at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from people. Uh, those are the best two avenues to get in touch with me. And uh, I look forward to anyone who wants to discuss this further to either drop me a line or uh, contact me through the website. That'd be wonderful. Just repeat that email because it was quick and I wrote it down, but I'm not sure I got it right. Yeah, it's R as in Robert, 2892K as in kite at gmail.com. Got it. All right. That's wonderful. Because I, I, if, if people are as fascinated as I am, they will want to know more. And I'm sure they will be in touch with you. So I thank you very much for being on the show and for bringing some good news into the life of many people. Tom, it's great what you're doing, and, and it really was a pleasure being on with you. Thank you.